And welcome back, everybody, to the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jerry, the Fantasy Football Know-It-All. You can find me on X at FF Know-It-All. I am also on TikTok, FF Know-It-All there as well. Or you can email the show directly, as always, knowitallfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Now, today we are going to talk about performances over the first two weeks of the season. Usually by now you start to see patterns forming. You can make decisions about players based on more than just one game. One game it's very difficult, but after two games, two solid weeks of watching these players on your roster, you can start to make decisions on whether you want to obviously keep them, maybe trade them, or cut them. So we'll talk about that, and we'll, we'll talk about some stud performances from unlikely candidates here, and we'll talk about whether or not they're for real. Do we believe in these players? And we'll also talk about some stinkers and figure out if that is a trend that we need to worry about. Now, before we get into any of that, and even before we talk about our sponsor, I do want to talk about injuries, and there were two last night in the games, uh, Monday night games, one far more serious appearing than the other, and that, of course, is Nick Chubb. Chubb left the Steeler game with a knee injury. It looks very, very serious. It could be season-ending. I would be very shocked to see him on a football field anytime soon. I just hope for the best for him and that he can get back out there. You guys know that I am one of the founding members of the Chubb Club, Love the guy, love the, uh, the the player that he is. I had high hopes for him as the number one overall running back when the smoke cleared this year. Obviously, that's not going to happen, but more importantly, we wish him well, and hopefully he can get back onto the field. We will talk about possible replacements for him later on when we talk about waivers, and that's later on in this show. Now, Jamal Williams exited the Saints game against Carolina last night with a uh, hamstring injury. We're not too, as far as fantasy goes, I'm not too concerned about that. He didn't look good anyway in the game and a half, and he was somebody that was a cut candidate with Alvin Kamara looming after one more game coming back there in New Orleans. There might be a one-week plug-and-play if you're desperate, and we'll talk about him later as well. But uh, before we get into the main ingredients here of the podcast, let's talk about today's sponsor, and of course, that is Bove Design. Now, in today's entrepreneurial world, where everybody has an online business, whether it's a main source of income or just a side hustle, you need a website that's going to work and function in a way to make you that money. And that's where the folks at Bove Design come into play. Let Rob and company give you the tools and guidance that you need so that your business can succeed. Whether it's a full website designed from scratch, tweaks to an older existing website, it could be banner ads, it could also be uh, graphic designs such as logos, uh, like similar to the one I have for the show here. Bove Design has got you covered in all of those areas. Check them out on Instagram at bove.design, that's B-O-V-E dot design, and let Rob know what you're interested in, and let them take care of you. You and your business will be happy that you did. All right, so we'll go ahead and begin here, and the first player, I mean, there's no real order here, so I'm just going to go in 
in order of, of what I thought uh, would be important here. So we're going to start with the running backs because that position is so depleted even now. Some of the guys we thought were going to be stars haven't really panned out. The running back two landscape is so bad that some of these surprises are actually quite refreshing if you have them on your team. I'm going to start with Brian Robinson Jr. for the Washington Commanders. Now, this guy, over the course of two weeks of watching him, now he's one year removed from the gunshot wounds that he had over the summer last year. So keep that in mind. He looked good before he got before that incident occurred, and he amazingly came back and, and was able to perform at an NFL level last year, though he didn't impress anybody. This year, he's impressing. 37 rushes for 146 yards over two games and a pair of touchdowns. He's involved in the passing game for the Commanders. Sam Howell has proved to be more than competent moving this team up and down the field. There's going to be bumps in the road. This is a young team, but I like what I see out of them. I like what I see out of Howell, and I certainly like what I see out of Brian Robinson. I, I think it's for real. I think we should buy into it. If you were lucky enough to take him as your running back two, he may actually be your running back one. And if you paired him with somebody that's actually performing, it's like a Christian McCaffrey or, well, a Christian McCaffrey, for example. I, I would have put Nick Chubb in that category, but of course he got injured. There aren't too many other running backs that are... Uh, that are doing well that we expected to do well. Josh Jacobs is somebody we'll talk about in a few minutes, but if, even if you paired him with a Derrick Henry, who seems to not have any issue, then you're solid at running back, and you can worry about building the rest of your team. Kyron Williams. We have to talk about Kyron Williams. He came out of nowhere. Of course, this Cam Akers situation in uh, L.A., is nothing short of a soap opera. It's drama, drama, drama. Now, I know I heard the reports yesterday. It had nothing to do with his attitude. It had nothing to do with his relationship with the team. Okay, it has to do with something, right? Now, there was a report that came out late, late last night that they actually were engaged in trade talks with another team, and that's why they made him inactive. I don't know what's smoke and what's mirrors at this point, but I will say this. I'd be shocked at this point, if I saw Cam Akers come back and have a meaningful role in this offense. So Kyron Williams, for his 29 rushes, 104 yards, but three touchdowns, low-end running back too, because the Rams are going to throw the football. But at, at the end of the day, if you can find a running back that's going to get 80% of the, the touches, you're going to put him in there and see what you can get from him. So Kyron Williams, I... I Start performances, no. These touchdowns aren't going to continue. But usage-wise, yes, I, I believe what I see here, and I think that he will be a very serviceable running back, too, moving forward. Now, we only have one game with this guy, but I want to put him in there because, well, a couple of things. Zach Moss is, is who we're talking about here. One game, 18 uh, rushes, 88 yards, and a touchdown. Okay. It's not bad. It's actually pretty darn good. But he played 100% of the snaps for the Indianapolis Colts. If Jonathan Taylor comes back, that changes. With what happened with Chubb, you just never know. It could happen with another team. It could even happen with Cleveland. Indy could trade Jonathan Taylor. Uh, we don't know at this point. So Zach Moss could be just another two weeks of, of, a, of a guy. But it'll get you, hopefully, two wins, and then you worry about it from there. So if Zach Moss is, is on your team, I picked him up on a couple of rosters. I started him on one team, 
and I left him on the bench in another. So I'm kicking myself for leaving him on the bench. I started Brees Hall instead. I I really don't want <laughs> to rehash that. We'll talk about Brees Hall when we get to the duds in a moment. So yeah, Zach Moss is somebody that, if, if you're talking about is this for real, no. It's not for real because it's not going to continue. However, he's getting 100% of the snaps for now, so he could be a two-week plug-and-play until Taylor comes back. If Taylor doesn't come back, he could be serviceable. But when Richardson comes back from his concussion, he's going to do the bulk of the running as he showed the uh, early in that game. It wasn't until he got injured that Moss did most of his damage. So yeah, um, that's kind of a mirage player in Zach Moss. I'm not believing it. Rashad White, 34 rushes, 112 yards, and a touchdown. Now, that's only over, that's over two games, rather. So, yeah, he, he is definitely a facade player. And he is somebody that I would be looking to trade high, if you could, and get somebody for him. He's not somebody that I would trust moving forward. So, Rashad White, nope, we're, uh, we are not believing that performance at all. Now, over to wide receiver, starting at the top with Puka Nakua. 25 of 35 for 266 yards, no touchdowns, but you don't need them. I got 30 points uh, in my flex spot from him, and that's two weeks in a row that a team of mine got 30 from their flex. Brandon Ayuk did it a week prior, but back to Nakua, with the target share, I mean, he caught 15 of 20 uh, passes for uh, for the Los Angeles Rams, and I don't see that changing. He's in the Cooper Cup role. He's physical, he's younger, and yeah, we were worried about the injury. I played him anyway. I spent too much on Fab to leave him on my bench, and thank God I did. I would have been very upset if I left him on my bench. Nakua is somebody I believe in. I don't really trust in that uh, Cooper Cup's going to come back, so I'm looking at this as a long-term play. Puka Nakua, fire him up even when Cup comes back. I think there's enough to go around to make him flex-worthy. So you're not starting him as your wide receiver one, hopefully. But even if you are, he has a chance to return those type of numbers all season long. He is a player I believe in. Nico Collins, 13 of 20 for 226 yards. Look, the Texans aren't good, but and they're going to be down in a lot of games. C.J. Stroud showed you he can throw for yardage. And he can throw for scores. So they're going to throw the ball a lot. Nico is the number one guy there. And um, while I don't believe in the offense or the team per se, I do believe in the number one wide receiver on a team that has to throw a lot. So yeah, fire up Nico Collins as a wide receiver three or flex every single week. And you will be happy with that. Now here's a guy that I can't even believe we're talking about at this point, And that's Josh Reynolds of the Detroit Lions. He's had... 13 targets, caught 9 of them for 146 yards, and he's gotten touchdowns. He had a pair of touchdowns this past game, and he's getting in the end zone on an offense that's throwing the ball. Look, Jamison Williams will be coming back, but honestly, at this point, do we even know what or who he is? Yeah, I can't worry about that. He's talented, sure. But I can't say that he's just going to step into the role. Reynolds has shown time and time again he's reliable. He's one of the favored targets of Jared Goff. So as a flex, I do believe that he is a weekly starter, either a flex or a wide receiver three. He, he should get you double-digit targets. He should catch anywhere from four to six passes for anywhere from 60 to 80 yards. You'll take that from your flex every single week. He's a player I believe in. 
Jordan Love. All right. Uh, Jordan Love, 29 of 52 for 396 and six touchdowns. He's been touchdown dependent, but I think they're going to have to throw the football. Aaron Jones is hurt. Uh, A.J. Dillon stinks. Jordan Love can run a little bit if he if he gets going, but he's going to have to throw the ball a lot. He's going to get healthy receivers, hopefully. Um, now, I'm not the biggest believer in Christian Watson. I certainly don't hold him on the pedestal as a lot of other analysts do, but he will be the number one coming back for whatever that's worth. Romeo Dobbs will get healthy. They have the, that, uh, the Luke Musgrave uh, as the tight end there. So I think that it's going to be a situation where Love has to throw. And if he throws for multiple touchdowns most weeks, you're going to take that and you're going to roll with it. If you're one of these guys who has Joe Burrow, maybe Lamar Jackson, who's uh, an injury, uh, he's very close to uh, not playing from what I have read. Now, I don't know. Uh, he, he could play. But uh, Anthony Richardson, I think he misses a week. So if you need one of these guys for one week and he's on your waiver wire, go ahead and add him. Jordan Love is definitely somebody that I believe can be in the quarterback two discussion. Russell Wilson, 45 of 66 for 485 yards and five touchdowns. If you watch this game, I don't believe any of it. None of it. He didn't look good. He looked lost. He had three humongous plays that accounted for most of his yardage. And, the, you know, the, the touchdowns, one was a Hail Mary at the end of the game. His stats are inflated by what the score was and the big plays that his receivers made. If you watch him at all and you've seen this offense operate, you would not be comfortable starting him. He is probably the biggest Mirage player that uh, we have talked about. The last guy I want to talk about here is Kirk Cousins. 66 of 88 for 708 yards and six touchdowns. If you guys have listened to me at all over the past five years, you know that I am a huge, huge Cousins fan. Always have been. Do I think he's a Hall of Famer? No, I do not. Do I think he's great for fantasy? He has his moments. However, in this situation, they don't have Dalvin Cook anymore. Alexander Madison doesn't look like the guy I thought he was. Very disappointed. But I do think that Cousins has to continue to throw the football, especially now that they're 0-2. This is a defense that can't stop anybody. And he has Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson added to uh, Justin Jefferson. So they have that trio of pass catchers that are very, very deadly and can make big plays. He feeds Jefferson a lot, double-digit catches two weeks in a row. Yeah, I think Kirk Cousins is, I don't think he's a mirage. Is he going to finish as the number one quarterback, which is where he is now? No, but he has top five potential if he continues to throw in this clip. So if you have Kirk Cousins and you've ridden him to two victories, sure, maybe you want to take a running quarterback or somebody like a Sam Howell and put him on your bench just in case, but I don't think you got to worry about it. Uh, Kirk Cousins is fine, and he'll be fine. He'll finish his top 10 like he does every single year, and you got him dirt cheap in the draft, as you always do. He's the new Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers was like that for years and years uh, in the early uh, 2010s. Now, some players that I feel we should be worried about, we talked briefly about a couple of them. Uh, I want to start with wide receivers, but then we will get into the running backs. Jamar Chase, he's caught 10 passes for 70 yards, no touchdowns. Joe Burrow looks like he might miss some time. Chase just doesn't look like he can get anything going. And if Burrow does miss time or continues to play hurt, then 
Chase is somebody that you really, really need to be worried about. I don't think you can bench him after drafting him in the first round, a high first round, actually. But maybe somebody still believes in him and you might be able to trade him for somebody. Or if Burrow does come back and looks better next week or whatever, then you can roll with him. But he's somebody that I am super, super worried about. We'll have to wait and see. Jalen Waddle. Now, I put him on here even though he is uh, in the concussion protocol for the Miami Dolphins. And that's because you drafted him very, very high, and he only has eight catches in two games. Now, that part of that could have been due to the injury on uh, on Sunday night, but but either way, it, it's it's yeah, it's concerning when Tyreek Hill is getting the majority of this uh, of these passes. Although Tua does look good, maybe Waddle comes back and gets you wide receiver two numbers. But where you drafted him, I am slightly, slightly concerned. Let's see when he comes back from the concussion and if he can kick it up a notch or two. But we may talk about him midseason again if we're super, super worried. Jahan Dotson. This is a guy I was high on for the Commanders. And in a game where they scored 35 points, Sam Howell was throwing the ball all over the place. They were down early. Dotson couldn't muster anything. So yeah, I am definitely concerned. Logan Thomas with a touchdown. Terry McLaurin with an amazing catch for another score. And Brian Robinson scoring all over the place as well. So yeah, I guess uh, (laughs) it's at the point now where I have to really be concerned with Dotson. Now hopefully, like me, he was a bench player that I was considering putting in a flex, not relying on him to start. But if you have... A situation where it's a three-receiver league, maybe it's a deep league, 14 teams or something, and you have to start him. Start him with the expectation that he is a very low and wide receiver three at this point, and nothing more. Okay, uh, that's it for wide receivers, That uh, at least that we feel we should be worried about up to this point. There could be a, a bunch of different names that you throw out there, but... For the sake of this podcast, I just want to put out the, the ones that we, that the numbers have really popped out. Josh Jacobs is the first running back I want to talk about here. He rushed for negative yardage, if you can believe that, in this game against Buffalo. This is a very bad Vegas Raider offense. Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, he is what he is. He most likely was successful, again, because the system in San Francisco was what it was. Jimmy G isn't isn't all that great, but now the 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 onus shouldn't be on Garoppolo as far as Josh Jacobs goes. I think better days are ahead for Jacobs. There's no competition in that backfield. He is going to be the main guy. So as long as he's going to be the main guy, he's going to get the workload of a running back one. So Jacobs is somebody that you don't want to sell low, right? So if you own Jacobs, you're going to have to keep him and hope that he. Uh, gets better, gets better numbers, you know, more consistency. It rips off a couple of long runs and starts finding the end zone. But if you are the savvy trader, you might be able to get him on the cheap with somebody that's panicking. Maybe there's a Josh Jacobs owner in your league that's 0-2, and they need to move somebody. You can get him cheap. I'm thinking of possibly offering Puka Nakua for Josh Jacobs. I'm thinking about it. I need a running back in that league. I have Amonra St. Brown along with uh, Keenan Allen and Puka Nakua as my receivers and flex respectively. So I'm thinking about it. 
but again, that's just me. If you um, if you want to target Jacobs, you might be able to get him on the cheap. Don't overpay for him, as he hasn't proven that he's worth it yet, although I feel that he will down the stretch. Joe Mixon. Mixon's fine. He's getting numbers. He's whatever. He, he's going to get you 16, maybe 20 points, just based on pure volume. I don't think that changes all that much based on quarterback. If anything, he might receive more run and more dump-offs. So, no, I'm not worried about Joe Mixon. I, I don't like... I, I thought he would do better. I thought this offense would be better. So I guess I'm worried about this offense as a whole. But overall, if you drafted Mixon, you can continue to start him with confidence. He'll, he'll have a boom game here and there, but he'll just be a consistent running back too, probably, and nothing more. Alexander Madison... I'm slightly worried. Now I know this was a bad matchup last week uh, for Philadelphia. For excuse me, uh, for with Philadelphia for the Vikings. So I'm willing to give him a pass, but I need to see he's got a better matchup coming up this week. We're going to see how he does. I'm going to have to play him on all of my teams. I don't have other options really. So Madison, I'm going to have to go to bat with him and see what happens. But yeah, I'm, I'm slightly concerned. Uh, his usage. It's not so much his performance. I mean, he doesn't. he's not going to light the world on fire by any stretch of the imagination, but if he can get volume, 12, 14 carries, then maybe he can get you 80 yards. That's 8 points. Find the end zone, 14. Yeah, at this point, the way I drafted him, I'd be happy with that. But, um, yeah, Alexander Madison, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about. A couple of quarterbacks I want to talk about here. Oh, uh, I did forget Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not concerned about the player, the talent, the whole thing. I love Jameer Gibbs. I love DeAndre Swift. What do they have in common? They play for the Detroit Lions. The Lions have a... They're notorious for wanting these larger backs, these lumbering backs. Jamal Williams. You, and then this year you had David Montgomery before he got hurt. And then you had Craig Reynolds, of all people, come in there. So... Yeah, it's a, I'm a believe it, uh, I see it before I believe it kind of guy. So I'm going to tell you that I do not believe that Jameer Gibbs is going to get the entire workload. I do not believe that he's going to bring back the value where you drafted him in the second or third round. It's just what it is. He'll be a nice catch, pass catching back, a decent running back too. I wouldn't mind if I had him on my team, but I certainly uh, would not have wanted to draft him as early as most people were taking him for what he's about, what he's going to give you. All right, on to the quarterbacks, Justin Fields, a guy that I liked last year, but you know before that I told you he was a very bad quarterback. I think he's proven that. He's actually a lousy quarterback. He can't really throw the ball. He looks lost a lot of the time, and he's not running the way that you need him to run for him to bring you back fantasy value. He was taken way too high. If you can, there are truthers out there. I know there are some in some of my leagues. If you can get rid of Fields at this point to a truther and get something good for him, pick up a quarterback like Daniel Jones or or somebody, Sam Howell even, or, or maybe even Baker Mayfield at this point, and plug him in for Fields, and you might be able to get yourself a decent running back or a decent wide receiver in return. But it has to be somebody that really believes in Fields at this point. He just doesn't look good. Joe Burrow, we talked about him. I told everybody, I screamed from the mountaintops that he was still hurt. Nobody wanted to listen. Well, and now they say he re-aggravated it. He didn't re-aggravate it. He played through it, and it didn't work, and now it got worse. That's what happened. So 
let's call it what it is. Joe Burrow most likely will miss some time. If he comes back, he's not going to look good like he hasn't looked good from the beginning. So we're going to just have to play this by ear, really, if you're the Burrow owner. But I would pick somebody off of waivers. Or if you are stacked at one position, trade for a quality starter, whatever the case may be. But look to move on from Burrow. Don't cut him, clearly. Put him in your IR spot if he misses time or on the bench if he's just underperforming. And play it out and see what happens. All right, let's move on and talk about waivers. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, Jerome Ford came in for uh, Nick Chubb, who got injured in the Steeler game. Like I said, minimum out for the season. Hopefully we see him back on a field at some point soon. And Jerome Ford had 16 uh, 16 carries, 106 yards, plus three catches for a touchdown, one for a touchdown. He looked great. He's pretty electric. And you can look at this one of two ways. Oh, well, Kareem Hunt is looming out there. And yes, I thought about that. But I also remember when Chubb and Kareem Hunt were both out, they the Browns ran with uh, full throttle with uh, Dearness Johnson. And Johnson looked fantastic. And he was like the only uh, game in town. Ford did nothing yesterday to lose this job. Why bring somebody in? Kareem Hunt, yes, he's familiar with the offense. I get all that. But they aren't on the greatest of terms. So I will not rule out the fact that I think that Hunt could come back, but Jerome Ford needs to be your number one priority in every single waiver you're in. If you're in a fab league, bid your 30 to 40% of your budget if you can. You, you need to have this guy on. He could be an absolute league winner. He might be the best free agent pickup of the entire season. Running backs are so bad right now to get the running back for the Browns, who you know is going to run. They average 146 rushing yards a game. They average 30-odd carries a game. Now, he's not going to get 30 carries, but what I'm getting at is they run the football. So you're going to get the main guy in an offense with an amazing offensive line, one of the best in the NFL. So yeah, roll with it. Number one waiver pickup, priority of the week, hands down. Zach Moss would be another one that I would say go with. You don't know what's going to happen with Jonathan Taylor, as we talked about earlier. 31% owned, so you go with him if you can, and you'll get at least a couple of, of good weeks. And you don't know, they might split time in the backfield, but you need to win now. You Don't worry about later. Get your two wins, maybe bring yourself to 4-0, and write the ship to 2-2, two and two, whatever you need to do. It's all about the long haul. You can't look at it as, oh, I, you know, I, I, I don't want to spend the fab on a guy for only two weeks. If those if that gets you two wins, that's what I did with Puka Nakua. I said, look, if Cooper Cup comes back, I don't care. I was 0-1, I needed to win, and without Puka, I would have lost two in a row. So I'm happy I did that. We talked about Kyron Williams, 60% owned, and... I did mention Cam Akers that we would talk about him a little bit more, and we will in a minute. But uh, as far as uh, Kyron Williams goes, he's 60% owned still, so he might be out there in your league. If he is, make a bid for him. He's somebody that can definitely help you, and he has league winner material also 
if you can if you can afford him and put him on your team. He has a chance to catapult you into the playoffs. All right, Cam Akers. We're just going to talk about him very, very briefly. He is a candidate that could be traded to the Cleveland Browns. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it could. That could uh, upend your uh, plans if you go for Jerome Ford. Don't let any of these rumors deter you. Ford looked good, and I just wanted to clear that up. Go with Ford. Roll with Ford. He's worth the He's worth the chance. you got to take a chance on upside in this world. And Cam Akers doesn't have any upside. He's fine. He, he'll be whatever. But yeah, he is not an upside play. Kareem Hunt is not an upside play. These are chances you could take, maybe make a bid on either of them. But honestly, Ford is a guy that could win you your league. I don't see Kareem Hunt winning you your league, and I sure as heck don't see Cam Akers winning you your league if he goes to Cleveland or anyone else for that matter. Matt Breida is somebody I do want to talk about only because of the injury to Saquon Barkley. We didn't talk about that. I'm going to cover more injuries later in the week when we get closer to um, Thursday, maybe Friday, when we get closer to the weekend to get a little more clarity. But we do know that Barkley should miss about two weeks, maybe up to three or four, but at least two weeks. So Matt Breed is somebody that should be super cheap. I don't think a lot of people are going to be going for him, and he might be serviceable for a couple of weeks or so. I'm considering picking him up just to uh, in leagues where I need a running back and, and see what you get. It's going to be a Thursday game, so you're going to need to make a decision on that quick, but if you're in a fab league, a dollar should get it done for Breida. I wouldn't pay any more for him. But he and he shouldn't be a priority. But he's widely unowned. I don't think anybody. I think it's zero point three percent of leagues. So go for it. We talked about Nico Collins, sixty-two percent owned. I don't need to get into why he's worth picking up. If he's available, grab him. Josh Reynolds, same thing. Four point seven percent owned. Absolutely get him. Make him your wide receiver th- three or your flex, even if you have him on St. Brown, because this is a a team that passes the football. Quarterbacks, we talked about Jordan Love, 39% owned. If you need a quarterback, I wouldn't take him and put him on your bench. But if you need a QB, roll with him now. He's definitely he's on a hot streak. He throws touchdown passes. He won't destroy you with, uh, with mistakes. Sam Howell, 9% owned. Howell's a guy with huge upside if he starts to run like he is capable of doing. 501 yards, three touchdowns so far this year. He's looking better each week. Howell is 9% owned, as I mentioned, so pick him up if you need upside at the quarterback position. There are a lot of quarterbacks banged up. Like I mentioned, Lamar Jackson banged up. He should probably play, but you have Burrow, you have Richardson, you have a, a lot going on, So, and you have the situation in New York, of course, if you had Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, um, he's definitely somebody you can roll with. And Baker Mayfield, I can't believe I'm even talking about him. 10% owned, 490 yards, three touchdowns. He has not thrown an interception. He's looked good. Again, not somebody that's going to be a league winner, but if you're stacked elsewhere and you just need a quarterback to get by, or if you're somebody that streams quarterbacks, certainly Baker is a guy that you can put on your bench. Now we're going to talk about tight ends real quick. Sam Laporta, I've mentioned him before, rookie for the Lions. Very similar to TJ Hawkinson and how he operated in this offense. Laporta, 49% owned, so he's widely available. He's had 10 receptions for 104 yards in two games. Out of the tight end position, you will definitely take that. It is worth it all the time. Zach Ertz, 47% owned. 
12 receptions, 76 yards. He gets he gets looks from uh, from Josh Dobbs. So this offense is not going to. It's not really a. Uh, horizontal offense. It's not going to go up and down the field. So it's one of those vertical type offenses that's going to dink and dunk the ball. So uh, James Conner might get a few, uh, might catch a few passes, but the tight end will get a decent amount. Ertz is a good tight end anyway, knows how to catch the football. So again, if you're desperate, he will not kill you. You might be able to get 10 to 12 points a week. And if you get that from your tight end, wow, you're in really, really good shape. Hunter Henry though, is the pickup of the week. I say roll with them. The way that this offense looks, they don't really have wide receivers you can trust week in and week out. Mac Jones is throwing the ball better. I think they want him to push it up the field a little bit more. Stevenson hasn't looked great. Zeke is cooked. I think you're going to find that Henry, at 11 catches over two games, 108 yards and two touchdowns, is going to continue to perform at that level. He's going to be a mini Gronk maybe get you about 60% of what Gronk used to do, and you'll take those numbers from the tight end. Hunter Henry is, again, 34% owned. He's widely available in most ESPN leagues. Go for it if you need a tight end, and most of you do. Now, there's just one other player I want to mention before we say goodbye today, and that's Josh Kelly. No, I'm not saying you should pick him up off of waivers. I'm not saying you should bid on him. I'm not saying you should do any of that stuff. But after this week's performance he most likely will be dropped in most leagues. Austin Eckler, I'm no doctor, but I don't see a situation where Austin Eckler comes back this week or even next week. I think he's got an ankle sprain. It might not be a high ankle sprain, but I think he misses more time. You could possibly use Kelly as a low-end running back two or a flex. I don't think his game, that was a rough matchup against the Titans. I think that he rebounds a little bit, and I think that he may actually have a decent game if he fills in for Eckler this coming week. So just keep your eye out there. If you can get him for free, after waivers clear, add him for nothing. Drop your backup tight end, backup defense, or good God, your backup kicker if you have one of those. And there are leagues I am in where there's a backup kicker sitting on the the, the bench of some people. If you have any dead weight you can get rid of, do so. Drop your backup quarterback unless it's somebody you really, really believe in, like a Richardson or uh, or Burrow if you have benched him. But if it's just somebody you have, that, if you have Patrick Mahomes and then Daniel Jones on the bench, get rid of Jones. Pick up Kelly if you need a running back and see, kick the tires on him and see what happens. Now, I did say I wanted to talk about Kareem Hunt. I will. Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, you know, the guys that are out there. Uh, yeah, you want to put a dollar bid on Kareem Hunt to see if he might sign with the Browns. I couldn't blame you. I wouldn't go any higher than that. Or pick him up off of waivers if, if you want to do that, or wait for waivers to clear if nobody picks him up and do that. For net, same thing. I don't think either of these guys are better than what you got in Jerome Ford, but sure, I could see the Browns doing Brown-like things, so you take a chance. Again, it's all about taking chances, but think about what I said. You're in it for upside. Upside wins championships. Leonard Fournette is not going to win you a championship. Kareem Hunt is not going to win you a championship. So Jerome Ford, top waiver wire pickup. And we will talk more about injuries later in the week. We will also do a quick preview on Wednesday or tomorrow for the uh, Thursday night game. So until then, 
I will see you guys on the other side. Thank you again for Chris, uh, Kevin Christentemi for the amazing music, Matt Bacon for the color scheme and concept, and Bove Design for the logo. But most of all, I want to thank every, each and every one of you for always tuning in, making this show what it is, giving me the support and the love I need to keep going. You guys are the best. I do this because I like to do it. And if it helps you, all the better because that's what I'm in it for. I want to help you guys dominate your fantasy league. So uh, again, I will see you guys tomorrow and uh, take care. Have a great day.